0: It's time to start ramping up your 2023 ad strategies. Regardless of your industry or size, connected TV should play a vital role in your marketing mix and Mountain is making it more affordable and easier than ever to get seen. Mountain's self-serve platform gets you access to tens of thousands of audience segments, serves your ads exclusively on top streaming networks, and automatically optimizes your campaigns thousands of times a day for peak performance. The result, high-impact ads that always find their target at any time with any show. Visit Mountain.com to learn more.
1: Welcome to Great Minds, and our guest today is Harshit Jain, known throughout the world as H.J. H.J. is the founder of the world's first global network of physician-only platforms for programmatic marketing, and he is really addressing the problems of rising healthcare costs. So H.J., it's a pleasure to have you here on Great Minds. Let's
2: get into it. Thank you. Thank you, Matt, for inviting me to your show. So HJ,
1: let's start in sort of an unexpected place. You are a a proper doctor, went to incredible schools in Delhi and uh, at Northwestern, but you're an entrepreneur. And a lot of those entrepreneurial roots seem to go back to your days, ironically, here on Great Minds, in advertising at McCann. Can we start our conversation going back to that part of your career?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. Would love to. It was uh, one of definitely one of the most exciting parts of my my professional journey, right? and, and interestingly, it all happened by chance. I never thought I would I would go into advertising. I just I just went. I just landed in advertising, and and found out this is what I always wanted to do. So started uh, working with McCann. I uh, worked with McCann almost for seven years in global leadership roles. And I think a few of the areas that I pioneered uh, as part of my advertising career was uh, idea centricity, right? Uh, I'm a big fan of simplest ideas that can uh, drive the biggest difference, right? And that's what I pioneered in my advertising uh, duration. So I always... so. As in my advertising, we looked at different customers, whether it's a public health, a government, a consumer healthcare brand or a pharmaceutical brand. Right? And, and my idea was always to find that simplest problem that we can solve that will change the game. Right? Uh, so numerous problems, like one of the big problems that I'm very, very fond of, right, where we could bring a significant difference was vaccination compliance right? And so I uh, created a program called Immunity Charm. And I call that as one of my claim to fame in advertising as well. That became one of the uh, most awarded campaign in the history of healthcare advertising, won over 130 awards, all possible awards. At least I know all the names of those awards we won, right? All Grand prizes. And so very, very exciting. And how I learned about people, how I learned about culture by working in different markets, different geographies with people across different cultures.
1: Fantastic stuff. So let's get some perspective here and stay with this wonderful campaign, which I do remember the immunity charm. You have real perspective here, H.J. Today, taking of vaccines, something that we always took for granted, has become very complex. Give us the benefit of your perspective on something that, to my way of growing up, there were certain things that you did. If you wanted to go to school, you needed chicken pox and this and that and the other. Polio, nobody said a word. And everybody got vaccinated and everybody seemed quite happy with that arrangement. Somewhere along the line, things changed. Give us your perspective on that, H.J.
2: Yeah, that's interesting because I I have lived and worked in I think very different worlds, right? Whether it is a developing or a transforming country like India, right? Or a developing nation like US, right? And other countries like Japan, Singapore, London as well. And and so vaccine never used to be like a question of debate or a controversy, right? There was always yes vaccines are important and there were challenges across different geographies which we saw and compliance and monitoring used to be one of the biggest challenges right and that's what immunity charm also attempted to solve how do we monitor vaccination compliance and how do we improve the adoption of vaccination in countries where there is a real struggle right and and for such problems, right? You always try to find an idea which is rooted in culture, right? So that people feel it's a part of their life and they kind of try to adopt. And with the new, with the recent or not so recent disease, right? It used to be a pandemic and now if it is an endemic, right? We saw and we're still seeing so much challenge around vaccine hesitancy, right? In some countries, I think people just really rushed for vaccine, they wanted to get vaccinated so that they can step out of their house, right? As soon as they can. They got their first shot, second shot, booster shot. They're taking shots every six months just to keep them safe. And the perspective there is, I think that's the only thing we can do to protect ourselves from this disease. There is literally nothing else that we can do, right? Uh, While on the other hand, we see in some geographies, a lot of hesitancy in taking the vaccine, with so many myths attached to taking a vaccine, right? And all in different directions, not supported with science, but this disease didn't have a lot of science. So it was really hard to make a point to convince, right? So very, very interesting. And I saw a lot of different messaging, different campaigns by governments, by hospitals, by different organization in trying to communicate the message in the most non-controversial manner to get people to vaccinate.
1: So incredible
2: stuff, HJ, and so
1: interesting because you have the genuine perspective balancing both medical and science as a doctor, uh, but also as a marketer, the marketing challenge. And and let's not gloss over this. You mentioned some awards, but the Immunity Charm campaign uh, was McCann Health's Out of india first black pencil dna d are good good friends of ours we love tim and the team over there uh recognized at the highest levels in all the big creative award shows around the world uh if you were put in charge let's stay with this because it's so timely and interesting if we were said you're going to become the both surgeon general and cmo of the united states we're going to give you both jobs Mm What would you do to try to convince those that are reluctant for, let's face it, no good reason to try to bring them around? Oh, that's, a, that's a job with such high responsibility. I, I think you're up to the job here, H.J. I think you, you may be the only one actually qualified for that job.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you for recommending me for the job. Uh, yeah. See, I would uh, kind of look for uh, again an approach, right, which is rooted primarily in culture, right? Uh, because if you see the the challenge, right, and and I saw that at my workplace as well, right, where there was so much hesitancy in people to get vaccinated, and and I think most of the organization used like force that you have to be vaccinated if you want to return back to work, right, and and. And force or push right, doesn't work in a lot of cases. As now we are moving towards normalization, right, where government is moving away uh, in offering those tests and vaccines free of cost. right? I really support that decision because then it will be normalized. It would not be that big, scary disease anymore. It is like any other disease. Uh, and we need to protect ourselves against that disease and there are things that we need to do versus it's a government's priority and we need to push, 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 right? I would like, like if I had the job, right, I would try to keep things simple, not complicated, communicate in the language that they understand with cultural relevance that they're able to relate to and we can bring about a behavior change there. Because if you dissect the entire population, the challenge is only with few few cohorts of people, which can potentially be addressed. It's not an easy problem to solve, but yes, I think it is something which is not unsolvable as well.
1: All right, well, I'll I'll let you know when your desk and office supplies have been ordered, uh, and uh, we will look forward to welcoming you with the office in your new role here shortly.
2: Thank you, I look forward to it.
1: All right, great. You talk about culture as a big driver of what you would do in that fictitious role. Let's talk a little bit about culture a little more deeply. You have lived in uh, the US all over. I know you spent some time in Virginia, went to school in Illinois at the great city of Chicago, one of my favorite places, uh, Northwestern uh, in particular, and uh, also obviously spend a lot of time in India. Give us uh, the benefit of reflection on cultural differences and bridging culture in 2022
2: yeah great great question uh, uh, start from from India right which is known as the land with with land of culture right and it's so funny like India we call has so many Indias within it right? if you go 200 miles any direction right, you see a completely different culture. You see people wearing, uh, 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 eating different things, maybe talking a different language, right? Uh, Their cultural preferences, their color preferences, the way they wear, what they wear, everything changes with 200 miles, right? And when you talk to the people, understand there is so much difference from the people you would see 200 miles away. Right, and so it is such a culturally diverse country. So if any brand really has to talk to an audience, right, they have to talk to so many different audiences, and it is a real marketeer's challenge for him to create one unified communication which works across. Right, so real marketeer and advertiser uh, problem, and. And we see that uh, uh, every country, like we look at Europe or look at United States as well. It is same. There are different communities which have come. Right. But the scale of differentiation in India is unlike
1: anything we know in America or Europe.
2: I completely, completely agree. Yeah, All right. Keep going. This is really great. Yeah. Right. And. And so we see a lot of cultural differences, but yeah, as you said, the scale of the differentiation is is very, very different, right? And when you look at uh, communicating a brand message or looking at solving a problem, right? It becomes uh, very different, right? Let me give you an example. We started with the immunity charm, right? So what, what is all about? The idea actually came from my son, who was two years old that time, right? And we realized that we make him wear a black bracelet, right? Just out of superstition or culture, right? And he used to be in India that time. And, and the the idea of why we were making him wear that bracelet was we were we thought it would protect him from evil energies, right? It is that evil eye in a bracelet, right? And the culture or the superstition was so strong that no child of that age would step out of the house without that bracelet. Then when I when I realized and I started researching a little bit more about this, I found out that uh, this culture is not just that a, a particular community is following, but it has a large following. And it is followed by people in a lot, in most of South Asia, right? And then my advertiser mind began to start thinking, oh, wow, that's 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 huge, right? Could we look at this cultural insight to solve a bigger problem, right? So we looked at immunization, right, being a bracelet. So we created this idea called an immunization bracelet or an immunization charm. When Whenever a child gets immunized, a healthcare professional would add a corresponding colored bead into that bracelet. So that bracelet actually became a live immunization card. In a world when everyone is talking about collecting data on a cloud, right, and things like that, we said we are collecting data on a thread, which will be worn by that person at all times, right? Kind of completely changed the paradigm. So technology didn't have a lot of relevance in solving this problem, but culture was, right? And that's how big culture is. So-
1: Somewhere in you, H.J., is the heart uh, and the stomach, dare I say, of an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur has to have a little thicker skin than uh, someone who's getting that guaranteed paycheck every two weeks. Talk about where that comes from. Did you work as a young man? I mean, clearly you had a proclivity for science, uh, becoming a doctor of internal medicine, but there's also... The early seeds of entrepreneurship and experience tells me those seeds get planted often when someone is in their younger years uh, that it comes from somewhere
2: yeah that's actually a great question i never thought about it but if i go back and think that how how restless i was and i could not stay still in doing like one thing i'll tell you the story about why I left practicing medicine, right? I think that's how the entire entrepreneurship started, right? See, I did my med school from India, and I was very passionate about doing medicine, treating patients. I did a lot of research in my med school days, which is which is non-traditional, unconventional, right? I researched for three years on mice, right, to find the role of oxytocin on reducing pain, right? I don't know why I did that, but I I did right I, I created one of the first bone marrow donor registries for South Asia right So a zeal, a zest for doing a lot of interesting and new things always existed right And when I moved to US for my doing my residence in internal medicine, I realized that I don't like to just follow a same routine. It's the same. I go to the hospital in the morning, take my morning rounds, see the patients, and that's my day, right? And the kind of patients I see are also very similar. And because the medicine is kind of becoming programmed now, and you think as an algorithm, right? Patient with pain abdomen comes, okay, order CT abdomen, right? I realize this is not what I can do. This is not my cup of tea. This is not something which I can continue and do for the rest of my life. Uh, let me quit and think about what else can I do. I didn't have any idea what will I do, but I just knew that I don't want to practice medicine, for which I worked. I studied eight years, right? Uh, a very big decision to take, but... So let's stop there.
1: I mean, give or take eight years is, and let's hope we live a long time, you and IHJ, but that's about 10% if we just take an average number of your life. That's an awfully big decision to say I'm gonna take those eight years. Ultimately, not really put them aside, but uh, because clearly what you're doing now draws on uh, very heavily, of course, on your work as a physician and your knowledge of science, but that's an awfully big decision. Talk about the roadmap to say, I'm putting this aside.
2: Yeah, and um, so I actually call it lateral thinking, right? So if you think about an engineer, right? uh, Most of the engineers, you would not see doing any engineering, right? They've all done their MBAs and they're running businesses now, right? While it is considered something standard or traditional route for them to do that, right? While doing engineering and then going to a business school program, for a healthcare professional, doing something lateral is not considered traditional, right? Because not many people have done that, right? So I see this kind of whether it is a med school or an engineering school, right? As basic education, which opens up your mind to think about different problems, different things with a different perspective. And I feel what I'm doing now or what I have done all my professional life, I've really used the education that I got in those eight years to get a different perspective to solve problems, which was unique from other people who came from different backgrounds.
1: See, you know, everybody has different ways of doing things. Your way of building your foundation was to spend eight years doing one of the most difficult things that i can imagine which is to become a physician to go to two great schools one in india one in america to me uh, my equivalent was i worked in a record store on weekends because one day i wanted to be in the music business that's that's a little bit of an easier road working uh you know a bunch of saturdays at j and r music world you know, back in probably 19, I'd say 87, 88, 89. So that that's that I took a little bit of a lighter lift, if you will, than you did, HJ.
2: Yeah, maybe I took a little more time in getting to where I wanted to be. You
1: sure did. So let's talk about the evolution and development of your current business, Docker. Uh, it came right after your experience at McCann. You had a great run there at McCann Health, award-winning, as we touched on. And uh, you go out and raise some money, and you launch something that is truly unique. That sort of combines all of these uh, pieces that you built into one
2: seamless, you know, piece of thread or 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 a complete puzzle, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During my advertising years, right, which was a great stint, right, I had the opportunity to work on both the consumer side of the business as well as on the pharmaceutical side of the business. right. And that got me to think when we run any campaign on the consumer side, decisions were based on data. There was an expectation on the output or the outcome. right. And there were a lot of models that were there on the basis of which will predict the outcomes. While on the healthcare professional side, I realized there's nothing that exists, right? It is just like a checkbox activity. We just put money and that money is also not small, that is billions of dollars and you get a few slides out. What happens within that, no one knows. So it's, it was like a black box, right? And which kind of got me to think, right? What is it leading to, right? If you, if you see the cost of healthcare is going north, right? And there are different theories on what is driving those costs, right? And and I feel the cost of drug is also one of the biggest contributors in the cost of healthcare. And if you dissect the cost of drug, the marketing is about 25% of that cost, which has been growing significantly in the last decade or so. So we thought of creating a business where we can bring in efficiencies and effectiveness in that 25 percent component which can eventually help in Im- impacting cost of healthcare. break it down for me because
1: you've got a lot of different things that you're doing in one platform and it really draws upon your skill sets as both a storyteller but also a data scientist, and a scientist, period. Break it down. Some of it is about efficiency and bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. That's part of what you're saying. But that's only one piece of the pie of what you've built.
2: Yeah. So if you ask me the why, why we are doing what we are doing, right? The Simon Sinek's why. Uh, We want to reduce the cost of healthcare, right? That's where we want to reach. How we want to reach there is we want to bring efficiencies and effectiveness in the way healthcare professional marketing works, right? And what we are doing to impact healthcare professional marketing is we are aggregating the entire digital ecosystem where we found out a lot of inefficiencies were, and Docare as a platform uh, in has a lot of tools has a lot of ways to be able to impact those efficiencies, which brands all over the world have already started using.
1: Great. So the North Star is to bring down the cost of healthcare. Let's not go too deep here because I'll get in over my head quickly, but talk about the role of insurance companies and how the deck is stacked either in your favor or against you.
2: Yeah. So insurance companies is definitely one of the important players, right, in the ecosystem here. In this current venture, we are not touching that player for now. Right? Our focus is on life sciences companies, right? And how they spend, where they spend. We are currently impacting that stakeholder. Gotcha. Okay. And do you think that
1: you're where you are in the relative to the launch? I mean, you're about three years in, sort of benchmark where we are right now. Are you ahead of projection, behind projection, or somewhere in between?
2: Uh, we are, uh, I think, uh, doing very well, uh, kind of ahead of what we thought where we would be. And I think the entire macroeconomic situations really helped us in getting where we are now. Right? So the entire COVID. So we launched uh, just at the beginning of COVID. Right. So we call ourselves as a business born out of the pandemic as well. And, and at the time of COVID, when sales reps were grounded, none of the events could happen. Right. Digital was the only way for life sciences companies to reach out to brands, reach out to physicians, Right. and where we came in as an option. So our adoption got accelerated big time. And because COVID stayed there for a long time, people had a lot of time to test, experiment, and and find out ROI, etc. Right. So so they got time for change in behavior. And now when now we see a lot of conversation around recession, right, and optimization of resources, right. There also, I think, uh, it is coming in our favor. Because now also the conversation is about bringing efficiencies in doing whatever we do, right? And that's what we help in bringing to life sciences companies.
1: So interesting. And going back to our conversation earlier, HJ, on culture, uh, you're in both India and the USA. Are there different pieces that are working better in one place versus the other? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So I think the we divide the entire world into two cohorts, right? Cohort one is US and New Zealand, uh, where direct to consumer communication of prescription drugs is permitted, right? And cohort two is rest of the world, where direct to consumer communication of prescription drugs is not permitted, right? So both are completely different worlds, how we operate, how the product work, what the expectations of marketeers are, what the expectation on returns are. So in three
1: years, you've grown from your roots in India to U.S. How many countries are you in right now? Sounds Uh, like you're just about everywhere.
2: uh, We would like to be everywhere very soon. And so we currently in, in India, expanded to markets in Asia, then in U.S. and Canada, and in UK and Europe, the EU5 markets. Fantastic.
1: And you mentioned New Zealand. That's a very interesting market. We're down, one of our markets is neighboring Australia. We have Advertising Week, APAC, in Sydney have been to New Zealand. What an interesting place that is. Very progressive in so many ways.
2: Yeah, and, and it's interesting. See, from a regulation point of view, it mirrors uh, US, right? But if you look at the healthcare spends, right, it is considerably less right uh, maybe because of the size of the population there and a lot of other factors how it works there so interesting
1: all right can we talk about the book a little bit which i think just came out uh, give or take a month or two ago
2: the next marketing so it is uh, the next marketing right to healthcare professionals so it's kind of relates to the background that i built over previous uh, questions is how healthcare professional marketing was really traditional compared to how consumer marketing had evolved. So this is kind of a point of view or an educational initiative for healthcare marketeers to see what are the possibilities that exist in this category and how they should do what they should do, right? Because pharma is kind of very interesting. It, Kind of keeps a lot of things close to its chest it is not shared right see on the consumer world you read a lot about different campaigns what worked what didn't work why did it work right while you'll be surprised like in pharma if one team does something in a single company the other team also may not know so they may end up doing the same mistakes right again and again and keep wasting monies that knowledge that information is not shared. right? And not much is published in this category as well. So this is one initiative in that direction, how we want to educate healthcare marketers, either on the agency side or the brand side, to start looking at what's next for healthcare professionals and not just depend on what has been working for them in the past and explore newer opportunities with the way world has been changing.
1: Absolutely fascinating. Let me get your perspective on something else. Um, give us the perspective on uh, evolution of healthcare and the current state of healthcare in America. And are you optimistic or pessimistic about where we are and where we're going in the healthcare arena?
2: Yeah. See, but I call it the healthcare in US, right? Is is very interesting. There is so much, uh, uh, like it, So much dollars are put into healthcare, right, by all stakeholders, but still it is so inaccessible and unaffordable to such a large section of population, right? That really surprises me. Uh, So I think I'm a fan of Obamacare, right? And I I feel it was an initiative in the right direction to consolidate healthcare information to help uh, people access healthcare to help people make healthcare affordable, right? uh, I think there have not been any other single initiative in an organized manner that that could take healthcare in possibly the right optimized direction. Right? There is no right or wrong here. Right? We know what's the present. Right? We just want the future state to be a lot better which is easily accessible and affordable to the entire population. Right? And uh, I still see what happened in Obamacare, lots is still happening, right? Look at the data consolidation, which is happening. I think US was the first market to adopt EHR platforms, right? And it used to be an advantage earlier but then it became a disadvantage because now you see hundreds and thousands of platform being used by different players. While if you compare it to another market, which kind of adopted a lot later than the United States, right. they're in a better situation because they only have five options and it becomes easier for a country, for a government to unify the data. Right?
1: So interesting, but fundamentally what you're doing is to help bring down the cost of healthcare, to increase efficiency uh, across the sector. Uh, I love the book because it really gives you a roadmap going forward to accomplish those things. And on our conversation on the Affordable Care Act and uh, so-called Obamacare, uh, listen, to me, it's, it's not a Democratic issue or a Republican issue. The opportunity to give more people who don't have access to insurance insurance to me is a good idea, period. And uh, and I, I only wish that uh, our country could rise above the politics on what to me is an obviously correct thing to try to do, which is to protect the uninsured and those often who are most vulnerable.
2: Right, It's it's no more a privilege. I call it more as a human right. Yeah, I agree with you.
1: Well, HJ, this has been an absolute treat to talk to you. I think we got to touch on a lot of really interesting areas. Um, continued good success with the entrepreneurial uh, venture and uh, with the book, um, and uh, I can see why you were a 40 under 40 guy. Back when I was much younger, I too was 40 under 40, but that was a long time ago for Cranes, uh, uh, New York business. And I love all the other things you're doing, leading with groups like the Forbes Technology Council and so many other important global leadership organizations. So. An absolute privilege to get a chance to spend some time with you.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much, Matt. It was so nice uh, talking to you and remembering my old days of advertising and, and different parts of my professional journey.
0: all have a favorite TV ad. TV tells powerful, memorable stories that influence and inspire. And as streaming becomes the new way we watch, brands can now measure their ad's impact down to the last decimal. Mountain's self-serve connected TV marketing software provides real-time insights that take the guesswork out of ad measurement. Mountain lets you build customizable dashboards with the metrics that matter most and compare your campaigns to other channels with leading web analytics integrations. You can even track when viewers visit your website or make a purchase, regardless of what household device they use. Visit Mountain.com to learn more.